Hello and welcome to a special edition of Journey Through Scripture podcast. I'm your host, Charles Hegwood, and today we are going to be reading kind of a thought on Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. I'm going to read that for you and we'll share a few thoughts. It says, So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to live to the flesh and to live according to the flesh, because if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if you, by the Spirit, put to death the deeds of the flesh and the body, you will live. For all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may be also glorified with him. What a revolutionary thought. For modern times, from ancient times, we have no obligation to live in the flesh. We don't have to be slaves to the cravings of our bodies. In a very literal sense, we can have self-control. We are more than our fleshly bodily yearnings. Our culture today is so counter to this. Modern Western culture claims you are obligated to live according to how we feel our true selves to be. Our orientations as if the apex of existence is self-realization. And yet, as we will see, God continually calls us to self-sacrifice. We must be and are called to be more than the sum of ourselves, our likes, our wants, our orientations, our feelings. We are called to be something far greater. We are called to be children of God. The Spirit leads us to a new, true identity, adopted sons and daughters of God. What does that look like? Well, we're going to briefly kind of look at what does it look like to be sons and daughters of God and to live in this new identity and reality in Christ. Well, first, I want to notice, I want you to notice as we read that the fate of those who follow the world's teachings, it's death. We are not those who live unto death. We are those who live in, in the Spirit. The one who lives by the Spirit, the one whom has the Spirit dwelling within them, puts to death the deeds of the flesh or the deeds of the body. What does that look like? It means stop it. It looks like stopping sin. It's very simple, actually. It's not something that's meant to be overly complicated. Those things that are counter to God's way, the Spirit condemns, the Bible condemns, the church condemns, you should also condemn and stop it and kill it, in fact. It's not enough to know it's wrong. Stop doing it. That's the whole thing about repenting. Repenting isn't simply acknowledging you've messed up. It is acknowledging what you've done is wrong and stopping the action and turning from it and turning instead to God. Secondly, we are God's children. So first, what does it look like that we live by the Spirit? It's 
putting to death the deeds of the body. And secondly, it is understanding that we are God's children, his family. In what way do adopted children begin to look like the family? Well, let's look at a few things. One, in name. Understand that in the Greek, as it uses the word adoption, you'll see it sometimes translated sonship. That word literally means to lay on the person the title of son. So when we talk about being a son and daughter of God, it's that God has put that label on us, that we are His. He's put His name on us. We belong to Him. Number two, we resemble God through our speech and our actions. As a family resembles itself through how they joke and how they talk to each other and how they just talk in general, their speech patterns, their jokes, they begin to resemble their family. We too, in our speech and how we relate to one another, must resemble our Father. We must resemble God. And third, positionally, our status has changed. Instead of being outside the family of God, heading for death and destruction, we are now adopted as sons and daughters. We have become heirs to God's kingdom. Now back to another way we can, we, what it looks like to live in the Spirit. Thirdly, we receive the Spirit. We're not doing it by ourselves. We're not doing any of this by ourselves. This is all done in conjunction with the Spirit, our Spirit, and the Holy Spirit working together. Now, it's the Holy Spirit that ties and, and firms up our salvation. Without the Holy Spirit, there is no salvation. But notice, it's not that the Holy Spirit does all the work and we do nothing. While He does all the work of salvation... But there's this idea that, that our spirit and the Spirit of God will both work together through the process of sanctification is the big word of becoming more godly. And the Spirit and our spirit testify to our family status. Our status is tied and secured, watch this, in the power of the Holy Spirit, not in ourselves, not in what we can do or what we, we will fail, but the Holy Spirit will not. Fourth, we will suffer. Well, that's not very fun, but Christ suffered, and so too will we. This life will not be easy. We will share, and I love the language used in this passage, we will share in the sufferings of Christ. He will be there with us. We will share it with Christ. We will share it with our brothers and our sisters. We don't bear the struggle and the suffering alone. And fifth, we will be glorified with Christ. Just as we share in his sufferings, the Bible says we will share in his glory. Christ will share his glory with us. That is hope, and that's our hope through the darkest days of struggle and suffering. And I hope just as I give you this brief thought on these great, these five great verses, and there's so much in Romans chapter 8, but these are just some brief thoughts. I hope that can give you encouragement if you're going through struggling, if, if you're having trouble destroying the sin in your life understand you don't do it alone it's the holy spirit that works within you that there's hope and, and that if you're in a, a, a season of suffering that there is hope of the glory that we share in the glory that is to come and if you're suffering as well i want you to know that you don't suffer alone you suffer with the family of god when one suffers we all suffer you and you suffer with christ who also suffered but if we share in his sufferings and we will he will share 
his glory with us. And like I said before, that is hope for the darkest of days. Thank you for continuing to journey through the scripture with me. I look forward to seeing you back in Acts later this week.